everyone. This is Charles Furlow, and you're listening to PTP Podcast. Today, we're talking about success in a challenging market, and we're talking with Chad Casper. He's our reigning franchise business owner of the year. Chad obviously had a great year last year, but he's continuing to grow at a really strong rate, even in these challenging times. So thanks for joining us, Chad. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you here. So uh, we want to get right into it. But before we do, you know, just tell us a little bit about you, how long you've been in the business, where you're located, anything that you think we need to know. Yeah, Chad Casper, um, been in the business since 2017, uh, down here in Tucson, Arizona, um, married, two kids, um, just loving life. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, size of the business, you've got four uh, full-time inspectors, plus yourself, plus who else? Uh, One other part-time admin, and we are hiring a full-time receptionist. So we just hired them yesterday. All right yesterday wow (laughs) yesterday literally (laughs) all right all right so uh let's just jump right into it uh you know as i said as the reigning franchise business owner of the year you obviously had a great year last year you've made great contributions to the system but this year you're you're up year to date 18 percent in inspections 34 percent in sales and 13 percent in average job size in such a challenging market, and this is a challenging market, what are you doing to keep this strong growth spurt still going? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say in a simple, easy answer, um, but I, th- I think what it comes down to is just we've, you know, last year when things started to slow down, we, we got a little creative. We started kind of thinking outside the box. Um, so we were doing a lot of uh, inspections for n- one-year warranty inspections on new construction, doing a lot of new construction inspections, uh, offering pre-listings, uh, just getting as creative as we can, uh, adding on as many added services as possible, just staying as competitive as as possible as we could, uh, and just really just driving AJS as far as our gross, gross sales go. Uh, and, you know, marketing, marketing, marketing. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of things that we've, we're, we're focused on doing and continuing to grow. Yeah. So we'll get into, uh, several of the things that you just mentioned. Um, so let's, let's, we'll start with, I always talk about, and, and, and we're all talking about, uh, really what, what I call the three things. It is the three things. And one is to deliver a fantastic, outstanding uh, differentiated brand experience is number one. Number two is marketing, 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 marketing. And we could just go on with marketing, marketing. Uh, and then the third thing is capacity. We have to have enough capacity to do the inspections when the customer or the realtor wants them. Uh, there's a little bit more to that capacity when it comes to marketing, but we'll, we'll come back to that. So, the first thing was brand experience. So just what do you guys do? What What is your thought process on uh, the brand experience? And what role do you think it plays in your overall success? 
I think it's it's very very important to our our success. Um, it's it's actually one of the things that drove me to pillar to post. Um, being a, a customer of a home inspector in the past, I always felt like I overpaid for very very little value, and so I think those brand standards help deliver on on that value and that experience. Um, and we hear it all the time from our customers when they give us the the web punch reviews is you know, they showed up on time, you know, who would have thought that that would be a big differentiator, you know, they were professional, they were educational, you know, they were just friendly, you know, um, you know, so many, you hear so many stereotypes of the inspectors being these, you know, old angry guys, you know, and I think that that dynamic is changing in our market. And I think we we, we are doing a great job of that. Um, but yeah, uh, brand standards are, are, are super vital to really differentiating us and, and setting ourselves above our, our competitors. Uh, and in making sure that we're delivering on the brand promise to ensure confident home ownership. Yeah, uh, I, I was talking with someone the other day, and we were talking about brand experience. And, and they said, it, yeah, you know, we, we do a really good job. And I said, well, a lot of people believe they do a good job, but their definition of a good job is they do a good solid home inspection, they give a good well-written report, and they're out the door. And they believe that's a good job. And it is a good job <laughs> on that part of the experience. It's that overall experience. And I think the last time we talked, you were telling me about bringing snacks and water and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I stole this from another franchise owner. Uh, but um, we very early on in my career, I had a client that was there for the entire time. And just every five minutes was like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm thirsty. Da, da. And so finally, I was like, all right, what do I do? How do I overcome this? And so he suggested get like a little cooler with some snacks and throw some water in there. So yeah, we just have some chips and just some other non perishable stuff. We can't do, you know, chocolate because it's Arizona and it melts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we get a lot of a lot of our uh, web punch reviews. Um, um, you know, they all mention the things that we do a good job with, but then they also always, always, always mention the snack bag. You know, they're just so wowed that we brought snacks and that we were so considerate, uh, especially in the summertime when it does get hot and, you know, people forget their water bottle. And, you know, um, it's always fun, too, because I, you know, bring little chairs to and throw those out for the client. And so they're always just excited just to sit there and eat their snacks while we're while we're working. Um, but it just it's just that one extra touch, that one little extra that no one else is doing in, in, in my area and just really helps set, set us apart. Right. I was going to say, so that falls under differentiated, right? Correct. Uh, but there's so many things uh, that you're doing that, are, and, and it is interesting that even answering the phone and booking the inspection right now, not leaving a voicemail and making them, you know, some waiting for a, a call back, um, you know, showing up on time, being dressed like a professional, like all of these things, sadly enough, differentiates us. Right. Uh, not not to mention uh, the technology that we have and the, the things that are uh, in the body of the report itself. So, okay, great. So that's one big piece. So th this is probably uh, for our discussion today, even a bigger piece, and that is marketing. So I, I like to say that a great brand experience no matter how great it is, doesn't do you a lot of good if no one knows about it. So if I know you're a marketing machine, you're you're really active in the local real estate community. You work hard at social media. Uh, I know you've told me about even doing the simple things like donut boxes. So what does everyone need to know about all three of those areas uh, and their importance to your sustained growth? 
Well, marketing is what drives everything. Uh, without marketing, your phone's just not going to ring just because you, you know, wrap your vehicle nice and fancy and, you know, all these other, you could do all these other things. Great. But if you don't market your business, they're not going to, they're not going to call you. You're not going to be remembered by the agent or the client. Um, and so it, for us, that, that is the key. That is my main focus right now is driving the marketing to gain more market share, getting more agents to use us uh, so we can stay on, on top of, of our growth like we have been. So I know I talked to you uh, a week or so ago and, and you were talking about um, the, the ratio of inspections to realtor uh, in a challenging market that that number does change. So what what has that meant? Well, explain what that means and what what are you guys doing about that? Yeah. So what we did is I right before the start of this year, when I was trying to figure out my goals, I sat down and figured out that we had in 2022 about 190 agents that used us at least once, uh, which equated to about an average of about four inspections uh, per per agent. And so I said, okay, if this same ratio continues for this next year, how many agents do I need to be able to hit my goal? And so I, we actually, I figured out that it was, we needed 300 agents this year that have that same ratio. And so right now um, we're at about a little over 200, we're about 205 at month end numbers. Well, and one thing that does happen in a challenging market when home sale numbers go down is that you you'll normally see that ratio go down maybe uh, last year maybe it was 4 to 1 maybe this year it's 3 to 1 uh you know th or 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 1 to 3 one realtor three referrals on average uh well if that's the case you have to do business with more realtors just to do the same number of inspections as last year uh but you have done 18% year to date more inspections than you did same time period last year. So I know you're doing a lot of it and you're doing everything, but what are the, if you're talking, if the, for the people who are listening, what are you particularly doing? What seems to be working? Uh, and what are you really focusing on? I think ultimately the goal is is not is not just focusing on just any agent, um, but we're focusing on high producing agents, high producing teams, and really getting into those networks. Uh, because as as we all know, when the market kind of slows down, you know the the fly by your seat of your pants agent, the one that typically does one or two a year is probably not going to do many, if any at all this year. And so the ones that have been in it a while, the ones that are real go-getters that are out there grinding, they're the ones who are getting the deals. They're the ones who are, 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 are we're focused on getting so that we, we stay on, on top of the curve. Um, but as far as like, you know, my perfect week, we'll, we'll still, we'll throw some workman uh, solutions in there. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a variety of different things, just trying to see, you know, just basically just saying in front of the realtors. Uh, so I say present in their mind and, and I get comments all the time, like, how many clones do you have, Chad? Because you are everywhere. Um, so I'm doing donut boxes uh, once, sometimes twice a week, depending on what city I'm in in my territory. Uh, I'm attending MLS meetings for the various cities that I'm in. Um, Women's Council of Realtors, I'm involved with two different chapters for that. Um, and we actually were affiliate of the year for the Tucson chapter. So they they have monthly activities, monthly events, even if it's just a presence that I'm there attending and just, you know, rubbing elbows with as many agents as I can there. Um, we're part of real producers magazine. 
um, which uh, highlights in my area, the top 500 agents. So those are the, the big, big, big producers. So that's kind of allowed that door to open for me to really start getting to know them and working with them. Uh, BNI has been a really good opportunity for us. Other networking groups and other networking events have been just huge for us. What role has, uh, I know you do a good bit in social media. Uh, what, what do you feel like that role is? I mean, obviously social media without anything else is probably not the most effective thing in our business, but why is social, how do you use it and what it, why is social media effective? How do you use it to make it effective? So it's just another, it's another touch for me, from for the agents that, that follow me and that see my stuff uh, that pop up on, on the different various platforms that I'm on. Um, for me, it's, it's not about a direct sell. Um, social media really is more building good content and gaining a followership off that content. Um, we've actually started getting a lot of clients um, that follow us uh, on social media and then hire us because of the social media. A lot of agents are starting to see me that haven't used us before and are reaching out on social media like, hey, I want to start using you guys. You guys seem like you, you're really great and fun to be around. And, you know, just it's just the interaction. It's just another way of getting in front of them when, especially during COVID, when everybody was kind of in their home and they were not in the office, it was just another way to reach out to them. It's, it's free. Um, I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, several other franchise franchisees and I, we, we collaborate a lot on different ideas and have done some, some fun videos together. Uh, but it's just, it's just a fun thing to do. And it's a fun way to market when I don't feel like I'm working when I do it. Yeah. Well, like you said, it, it's, it's another way to stay in front of people. It is easy and, and it is free short of a little bit of time. So yeah. uh, I, I know we've got more and more and more uh, franchise business owners that are doing it. Uh, I know if you were at, at the conference, uh, you know that uh, we actually had uh, about nearly 200 uh, mm -hmm. franchise business owners who who did some recordings there and and uh, have been working through our marketing people to to get campaigns out there. Uh, that that's been great. So I know more and more are doing it, but I'm sure there's a lot of questions around it, but okay. Um, so let's just move along. Um, you know, in addition to yourself, I said you had four employee inspectors. We talk all the time about the importance of having capacity and being able to do the inspections, not just do more inspections, but do more inspections when the customer and the realtor wants them. That also plays a role in marketing if you are if you're the marketer mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts about capacity and the role of having enough of it plays in your growth yeah i i hate turning away business i hate telling people we're too busy i it, that to me is just i i i i would rather not be busy at all than than have to turn business away so we we monitor our capacity every month, uh, just making sure that we are where we need to be. And if we're, you know, once we kind of hit that 70% capacity ratio, that's when I'm like, okay, we got to, we got to start looking and hiring somebody. Um, because if, if you're turning business away too often, those agents will stop calling you. And they'll tell other people like, no, Chad's too busy. He can't, he can't handle your, your flow. Um, in fact, a lot of the big busy teams uh, when I was first starting off as a single solo operator, they said, unless you can guarantee us a spot within two business days, if you're too busy, 
we won't use you. So you have to be a multi-inspector firm for us to want to use you. And so that's kind of, again, allowed me to grow my team so that I can go after kind of the bigger fish and the bigger producing teams and agents. Right. Well, the interesting thing about those three things that I was talking about is if you're missing any of the three, uh, it doesn't work. The, the business doesn't work. And so I was just thinking, you know, you said you don't want to turn inspections away, but I was thinking if you're doing a great brand experience and you're just marketing like crazy, but you don't have that capacity to do things when everyone wants them and needs them done, what good were the first two? Right. And, and I could do the switch around on any of those three and ask the same question. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's so, uh, so we, we, we talked about that, but I, I mentioned marketing uh, and I didn't mention improving lifestyle, mm -hmm. but ha have you ever given any thought to that about hiring people, having them have the capacity to do the inspections, giving you the time to do the marketing and what does that do to your overall lifestyle day, day to day? Oh, it's huge. Um, you know, when you, when, when you start off as a single solo operator, you're wearing as many hats as possible and, and it's, it's a juggling act it, and it's, it can be very, very stressful trying to get all of that in. Um, uh, but allowing me to grow my capacity, grow my team, not only has it changed their lives, um, you know, being able to provide a, a good stable career for, for some, for, for my employees. Um, but it's, it's allowed me to spend more time with my family. I can actually take vacations now and not worry, is the phone being answered? Am I still making money? Um, you know, it's allowed us just to create more wealth for ourselves, uh, and a better lifestyle and not have to, to stress so much about, you know, I got to be out there every day inspecting houses. Um, you know, it's, it's allowed me more time to take uh, those hats off and, and assign those hats to other people. And uh, I love marketing. I was a marketing major in college and I've kind of just had a, a career in marketing. So that's kind of just where my natural skill set goes. And I, I'm just passionate about it and I enjoy it. And so it's allowed me to take a step out of the field and allow my guys who are much more qualified to inspire inspect homes than I am, um, to allow them to do a great job and allows me to go market and drive the business forward and keep their, their, their pockets full and their families fed. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's just an, an interesting part of something that we don't talk about a lot, mm -hmm. uh, it, is that we always talk about capacity from the standpoint of doing inspections, uh, being able to do inspections when they want them done. We don't talk about how it frees up time to do marketing and how it really frees up time and flexibility for your lifestyle, Correct. whatever that happens to be. So right. it's just an interesting piece. Listen, um, uh, you did tell me at some point, you said, hey, I think it was when we were talking about doing this uh, podcast. And you said, you know what, there's no secret. There's no magic. Everyone can do what I do. That, that's what you said. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? I am not that talented. <laughs> there are people in this in this network that are way more talented than I am. Um, I think I think just not just in our network, but just in our society, I think we're looking for that magic pill, you know, that one simple, easy fix that's going to change our life. And I've just come to realize that anything worth doing is not going to be easy. Um, and so I think it just it it takes a focused effort and just being disciplined, you know, doing the things you don't want to do today. So you can do the things you want to do tomorrow. Uh, I, I, it just takes a lot of focused, disciplined effort. And 
just realizing that there are deals happening. People are changing jobs, getting jobs, getting married, downsizing, retiring, you know, people are just, you know, realizing that, Hey, I don't want to, you know, with it, with the lockdowns, they're like, Hey, I want to move States, you know? So we're, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of changes and those deals are happening. And I think just realizing that, you know, we can't control everything that's going on in the real estate market, but we can control our attitude and we can tr control our activity, our, our focused efforts on, on continuing to grow the business. And I think that's ultimately why I say there's really no magic pill. It's just, it's a lot, it's, it's work getting to work. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great point. Uh, I, I wrote that down when you said it. So uh, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about that today. You know, a minute ago, a few minutes ago, you mentioned uh, the workman success systems. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, if you weren't, if anyone listening was not at conference, uh, you may not know exactly uh, who they are, but uh, it's a company that we've uh, connected with, and uh, they were at the conference and 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 taught some classes. We're a main stage speaker, and now we've got a hundred people, a hundred of our franchise business owners who are in a monthly training for the full year of 2023. Uh, we've just for the record uh, later this fall, we we will have a second class that'll be starting up. Uh, so if you're interested in that, absolutely talk to your regional director, but. What what have what have you gleaned from that so far? What has it meant uh, to you? How does it fit in the things that you've been telling us uh, so far today? Yeah, um, it, it's been it's been fantastic for us to to be a part of this. Um, I I'll, I'll say this with a little caveat, like. I was already doing a lot of these things that they were were, were talking about. Um, I just didn't realize I was doing them. But one of the things that has been beneficial for me for from a workman standpoint is being able to systemize it. They've actually been giving us the tools and the systems to make it easier. And so it's actually helped kind of put my marketing plan on steroids. Uh, it's just helped me be a lot more organized, a lot more you know, focused on revenue generating activities, focused on producing the, the right activities. So I'm not doing fake work all day uh, and, and really just being geared towards growing, continuing to grow the business and grow the, my market share. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of simply, it's a, a sales and marketing system, right. uh, measurable and trackable and, and, and planned out. So yeah, we're good. Listen, uh, we're going to run out of time. Uh, so as we wrap up, uh, if if someone out there is listening uh, and they want to grow their business and they want to grow it in the face of this challenging market, not just waiting and waiting and waiting until the, the market comes back, uh, what advice do you have to give them? I think you just gave them some in that last answer, but what as we wrap up and move out, what are the things that you think those people need to know? Yeah, a couple of things I would say is is first is is know your why. Um, why why are you doing this business? Why did you get into this business? Uh, for me, it was I wanted freedom and control. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted more financial freedom, financial wealth. Um, you know, being able to provide for my wife and kids. And I think that's that's my driving factor every morning is being able to to provide them the things that they need and want. Um, so so understanding your why. Um, you know, just getting out of your comfort zone. I, I know it's scary getting back into marketing. I know it's scary hiring people, 
but face your fears and overcome them. Uh, there's plenty of, of, of us in this network that have, have done those things and can help coach and guide and, and give advice to those who, who are needing that. Um, that would be the last thing I would say is, is just seek that guidance and coaching that help. Um, you know, pillar to post has been great. My RD has been awesome. You know, there's plenty of, there, there's so much help out there and there's so many people that want to help you grow your business that, you know, it, it's just, it's just a matter of choice of whether you want to do it or not. Yeah. And interestingly, I've, I've, in the course of the talk today, I've heard you talk about uh, getting help from other franchisees. I've heard you talk about your RD. I've heard you talk about navigator groups, and I've heard you talk about workman success systems. Mm -hmm. So like you said, there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of help. Uh, and it's, it's just out there ready for the taking. So absolutely. Well, wonderful. Absolutely. Well, this brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, thanks, Chad, for joining us today. I appreciate you sharing what's going on in your world and how you're succeeding regardless of the circumstances. To all of our listeners or those watching this video, if you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, please reach out to alicia.sumar at pillartopost.com. Uh, or you can just reach out to your regional director and they'll reach out to Alicia for you. But thank you for everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day.